Did you know the thing that makes me most angry about fate is that I would lose an arm wrestle to Hans Christian Andersen? I think he could beat you. I think he wouldn't see the point and he would not try. And he's a child with the voice of a grown-ass man. He's a child with the voice of Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank God. You thought you summoned a good servant, but it was me, Hans Christian Andersen. Hi, welcome to Our Beautiful Monster. I'm Katie. I'm Grayson. And we like monsters. That's what I've been told, anyway. <laughs> Can't riff on the intro thing. I do it every time. I have to find something new to say every time. That's fair. I mean, I think normally we just do a little small talk thing at the beginning. That's true. Yeah. I, have, I made myself a drink. But I made it because it's very blue. Is that the end of the sentence? <laughs> I... I was trying to think of a good way to, to do the segue that I only have thought of. And then I realized that the blue only is really applicable to one form of what we're talking about and not to the general concept. No, yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Grayson's, how's, how's birds going? Uh, this, was, uh, this was the last week of birding. I finished it this week. Yep. What was the best bird you saw the whole time? So on the very last day, we caught an indigo bunting. I assume that bird's like a purpley blue? No, it's like a bright blue finch. Like, if you took a finch and spray-painted it blue, it would be not dissimilar from an indigo bunting. I mean, I think that the bird sounds cool. The ex- exact specific concept sounds not cool because you put paint on a bird. No. Yeah. But but I, I think I've seen that in bird books. Mm. I've never seen them in real life, though. Yeah, they're really pretty. But we're not talking about birds today. Uh, color me surprised. <laughs> I mean, we did say last, and we always say at the end of the previous episode what we're talking about, so I don't know why you're surprised. I don't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> it was also a while ago. We took a little break. Hmm. But today we're going to talk about Cook Lane. Yes. Who is maybe not, not typically thought of as just a monster, no, but, but... You'll, you'll, everything will become clear. Will it? Yes. I see. Um, and I just have a disclaimer at the top. I have tried my best to make sure I'm pronouncing all these Irish words correctly, but bear with me if I say them wrong. Yeah. I consulted with my um, my resident Irish slash Scottish expert, which is my friend Gough. So, Grayson. That's me. What do you know about Cookley? I know that he is Irish, and he has a guy bulk, and uh, then just some other anime bullshit in the background. Yeah. Some of you might be like, well, like, how could a character from Irish Myth have a bunch of anime bullshit? Well, and let me let me tell you. <laughs> I am not immune to cheese. <laughs> I know that's only tangentially related, but yeah. it's still relevant. Here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I, I mentioned Babe at some point, but not the cheese. So, Cuchlain, he is a hero in Irish mythology. He's the son of the god Lug. Um, who's kind of the god of the sun. Irish gods are kind of not necessarily super like delineated that way Mm. they're just sort of gods of whatever but he's frequently associated with the sun so uh kukla is often called the the child of light Mm -hmm. um and but most importantly he's one of the oldest deviant art ocs in the world (laughs) uh explain (laughs) well i am saying this not only because like most mythic demigods he's massively overpowered but also because of this description of his appearance in the, the tan and certainly, the youth Kukulain Maksarim was handsome as he came to show his form to the armies. 
you would think he had three distinct heads of hair, brown at the base, blood red in the middle, and a crown of golden yellow. A hundred neat red gold curls shone darkly on his neck, and his head was covered with a hundred crimson threads matted with gems. He had four dimples in each cheek, yellow, green, crimson, and blue, and seven bright pupils, eye jewels, in each kingly eye. Each what? foot had seven toes, and each hand seven fingers, what? the nail with the grip of a hawk's claw or a griffin's clench. So this dude has scraggly fingernails, seven pupils, seven fingers, holy crap. Seven, seven toes, really? his hair is three different colors, he's got colored dimples in his cheek. What the hell? That's not a man. But yeah, but this is this is why I think that we could talk about him on the show. But yeah, so a lot of that just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, that are not the traits that I would use to describe a man as attractive. You, literally, that's my lightning sense. I feel like the wildest part of that is the suggestion that this appearance is handsome. <laughs> it's just like, hey, what's up? And everyone around him goes, eh. He's so beautiful with his crazy hair and so many this strange clown man is beautiful <laughs> he's so beautiful and also like 14 this strange 14 year old clown or uh, i guess the tane's a little bit later on so maybe like 16 17 i don't know it's un- it's unclear Oof. but what it really begs the question is how there are people in the town who don't immediately realize who he is when they come to meet him <laughs> that's a good question yeah because there's the part where like this guy's just talking to him and he's telling him about how the art, their armies having such a hard time beating this Ku Klan guy is so strong, and they're just chatting, having a nice time, and then uh, he's like, "Hey, what's your name, boy?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm Ku Klan." And the guy's like, "Oh," <laughs> he gets killed. <laughs> well, this is a fine pickle. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if he looks like that, that shouldn't have happened. But here's the thing: there's not, as far as I could find, there is not any art of him having any of these traits. Not even like the extra digits, which seems like the easiest thing to do. And the least, like, visually unpleasant thing to do. Personally, I feel like the fact that there isn't any art of any of these strange features is a crime. Like, I would like the extra digits. I think that would be a good look. That's a, it's a call to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, draw draw this. Maybe maybe go, forego the dimples. The dimples, I feel like, are strange and unnecessary. No, that's his makeup. His clown makeup. Well, that's not what a dimple is, Grayson. Well. A dimple's like a divot in your, in your cheek when you smile. Yeah, but he has colored what he painted them. Painted on clown dimples. Yeah, but how how do you have multiple dimples? That's not how muscles in your face work. It's really not. No. Although well, his muscles are seem to be a bit strange, so who knows? But I'll I'll get to that later. Okay. You think of him as Irish Hercules. Mm-hmm. He's really strong and he's a little bit crazy. Yeah. There are a lot of stories involving Kukulain in the Ultra Cycle, but the main one is the Tanbo Kulinya. Not spelled the way you think it should be. None of these things are spelled the way. Well, actually, Luke is spelled. Fairly reasonably. There's like two names that are spelled reasonably. Sarim, his his surname, which is I believe his mortal father's name, it's spelled so it's pronounced Sarim. It's spelled S U A L D A I M. That doesn't make any sense. There's a D in there and an L. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't say the D. Don't say the L. <laughs> don't say the A. Okay. Either A. <laughs> There's two of them. Neither of them are pronounced. That's an interesting choice. So the Tanbo Klingya is where Queen, the Queen of Connacht, which is a neighboring cult country, her Queen Mabe, she starts a war with Ulster purely to steal one special white cow because she needs to have more and better cows than her husband, Fergus. Fergus is spelled how you'd think it would be spelled. Yeah, that's a reasonable one. Yeah. Um, 
But so, so, so they, so she gathers her army. Fergus goes, Fergus is coming come along. He doesn't seem to have a problem with any of this. He's just probably very tired at this point. Um, and he has a grudge against Ulster because they didn't treat him very well. No. But unfortunately for Ulster, she smartly decided to do this when all of the warriors were unable to fight because of a curse that inflicted them with period cramps, essentially. <laughs> Jeez, that's that's a rough yeah. one. Yeah, well, they, they, they basically they made fun of this uh, pregnant woman for not being able to run fast. <laughs> oh, my God. She was actually a goddess in disguise, and the goddess cursed them for doing that. Well, that was stupid of them. Well, they didn't know it was a goddess. I mean... I'm not saying it was a cool thing to do. I'm just saying that, like, they had no idea that it was going to go that badly for them. Moral of the story, don't make fun of pregnant women. Yeah, especially if we're not doing things that are very hard for you to do when you have a human inside of you. Exactly. Like, running fast. Yes, exactly. Um, but here's the thing, Grayson. That's What's the thing? One person is not afflicted by this curse. Can I can I make a guess who it is? Please. Is is it Kuhlein? It sure is. My 14-year-old clown boy. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because he's a demigod or because he was born after it or what, but he's he's immune. So he decides, all right, I guess I'll just have to hold off this army on my own until everyone gets better. Like you do. And that's what the story, the entire story is about. Um, now, this seems like insurmountable odds, but you have to remember, he's the hero. He's, he's the one who wins. He's the one, who, well, sort of. Sort of. This is still Irish myth, so things don't always go great. Um, but so he held them off thing by doing things like idly throwing pebbles at soldiers at such extreme velocity that it killed them. Like it just went into their head and they, they were dead. And he was just, he wasn't exerting a lot of effort to do this. Um, <laughs> Gently throws a pebble and it becomes a gun. Basically, or like a bullet. I think a bullet would be a more apt comparison. Yeah, but you don't throw bullets. Well, you don't throw guns either. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, or there was a stretch of time, a stretch of time where they just send guys to single combat him. And it basically would go like, and then they sent the great warrior Sean to fight and Kukulain smacked him so hard that he died instantly and his elbow flew off and landed on a hill. And that's why that's called Sean's elbow hill. <laughs> that's how it's written. It's a whole bunch of that. Where it's like, these places are named after a guy that Kukulain killed really hard in that place. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. Um, and so he, Grayson mentioned earlier, mentioned Ku has a spear. It's called Gaia See, we're close. Yeah. But no one no one says that. Most people call it Gaebulg. It's pronounced Gaia Yeah, well. It's spelled Gaebulg, but... I've heard it both ways. Yeah. You've heard Gaia Bulga. No. I mean, just now. <laughs> That's apparently how you're supposed to say it. I see. It's like the G in the end is its own syllable somehow, when it, there's no reason why it should be. <sighs> but, so it is a special spear. Is it a mystical, magical spear? It's definitely unusual. I don't know if it's explicitly supposed to be magic, but so it was made from um, the bones of a sea monster called uh, Coinhen mm. that had died while fighting another sea monster, mm. the Creed. For some reason, this is, that's important that it, that's how it died, because they mention it. I don't know why, but I guess it makes it more powerful. I mean, hey... Uh, the more sea monsters you put in your story, the better a story it's going to be. That's a fact. That's an objective fact. That's not incorrect. Hmm. If you ever, if, if y'all out there are ever writing some sort of historical fiction and you really <laughs> want to amp it up, just mention the one character looking to the left and seeing a sea monster and going, hmm, I'm not going to talk about that ever. 
Yeah, and then if someone else looks over and they see another sea monster comes out of the water and starts fighting the first one. Exactly. And they're like, huh. That's, that's weird. And then they just go on about business, implying that this sort of thing happens all the time, which makes it even cooler. Yeah, exactly. Improve any yeah. story. Head sea monsters. Yeah. Now, Grayson, hmm. do you know the proper way to wield Gaia Bulga? Uh, I think you've told me this before. I don't remember what it is. I remember you don't use your hands. <laughs> proper way to wield it at full efficiency you throw it by the fork of your toes and then upon entry it explodes into 30 barbs mm. yeah so it, it real good at real good at kill <laughs> famously it did kill ferdiad it was very tragic he was a uh, ku's friend but he was fighting for kanak so who had to kill him and it was very sad mm. and he, he threw it into his butt <laughs> i hope you're not kidding <laughs> I am not. It went up his butt, and then he died. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, that, I hope that facepalm was audible. Yeah, no, I heard it. But the reason that we're talking about him today is not not about the spear, and it's not about his weird appearance. Well, I guess the fingers, sort of. But it's the main reason is is not any of any of that stuff. No, it's because of the Riestrad, mm. or also called the warp spasm. Mm. Yeah. Riestrad is also interesting. It's, it's spelled exactly how it should be spelled. <laughs> At least be consistent. It has a little accent on the A, but otherwise it's just it's Riestrad. Um, so in the game, in the video game Smite, yes, which is the game where you, you you run around and you fight gods with other gods. That's the gist of it, yeah. Kuklain's in it. He's in the Irish pantheon. Mm. The gameplay for him is basically he has a berserk form, and it's that's based on this warp spasm. And in Smite, he just turns into this huge, ugly, muscle-bound monster. Just sort of your generic sort of big, meaty thug thing. Yeah. It's not particularly attractive or interesting. But it is a good start, because it's at least doing something with it. But if the Riestrad was just him hulking out, I wouldn't be talking about it, because that would be boring. Grayson? Yes. Are you ready to hear about how absolutely buckwild messed up it's supposed to be? Uh, can, first, can I mention something? Yes. So in Borderlands 2, yeah. there is a gun you can get called the Feculent Kulain. I did Its like unique ability is called Riestrad, and I did not know what that meant until just now. Oh, now you know. It was, probably, it was named after him. Yeah, you get it from the Irish gang. I didn't know there was an Irish gang. Yeah, there's a hillbilly gang and an Irish gang, and you choose which one to team up with. Isn't... isn't wait, you said Borderlands, right? Yeah, I said Borderlands. Isn't Borderlands in space? Yeah. Why is there Irish? Uh, they came from Earth. <laughs> And they were Irish, and then they landed on uh, space, and they were still Irish. Now are you ready for the Warp Spasm checklist? Okay. I, I, I'm going to be counting on my fingers. So if it goes above ten, we're in a problem. It's not above ten. Okay. There's not that many bullet points. Okay. You have to count me off, though. Okay, one. If you're going to count it. Your, his entire body shakes. Okay. That's not that bad. Yeah? Yeah. Two. His feet and calves flip backwards. That's much, much worse. It's already very bad. Let's, let's, let's get through the checklist and then you can comment on it because it's only going to get worse. Three. His cheek skin peels back all the way to his throat. Four. One eye sinks all the way into his head and the other one pops out of the socket. Five. His hair turns into spikes. Uh, str- strong enough that they spear an apple on the end of them. Six. His liver and lungs come up and are visible in the back of his mouth. Seven. <laughs> Blood starts spurting out of his forehead. I hate that. 
<laughs> that's what warp spasm is supposed to be. That's how it's described in the Tan. The same thing from earlier with the dimples and such. That's what it's supposed to be. He's a demon clown. It's not even like... it's. I think it goes beyond any of that. It's not even demonic. It's like wh- horrific... This is some Silent Hill level shit. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Now, here's 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 the thing. How does this make him fight better? I truly have no idea. It feels like it would do the opposite. You'd think. I feel like your most even just your legs turning backwards and you shaking violently would yeah. significantly cause problems when you're trying to fight. Your internal organs being exposed. Yeah, that's a new weak point. Your entire cheeks peeling back, revealing your horrifying maw. Yeah. Um, and there isn't even a big mention of, like, muscle growth. Mm-hmm. It's just described as being monstrous, shapeless, and unheard of. Ugh. There's so much, listen, there's so much potential left on the table. I guess. Listen, there's definitely... I mean, you said it's like Silent Hill. People do stuff like this. That's true. I could also see it being a Bloodborne. Yeah. All right, Grayson. Mm. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little shaken. <laughs> so... I have a quick biology corner for you. Okay. How legs work backwards? No. <laughs> they don't. I didn't ask do. I asked how. And I answered no. <laughs> Second question. Yes. How organs move? Maybe. <laughs> Again, I said how, not do. And I answered your question. <laughs> you didn't. You answered a different question that wasn't the one I asked. I mean, they don't. Organs sort of stay still or else you die. <laughs> Especially. Especially your lungs and liver. Yeah, I could see maybe if your stomach turned inside out and went, because it's attached to your esophagus. So maybe that one could, in theory, go all the way up there, yeah, but it, it shouldn't. No. And it would be bad. No, it would be very painful. I just want to understand why they decided it needs to be like this. Yeah. Oh, and this isn't in my copy, but when I was checking pronunciation with Ga, he informed me of this. Um, Grayson, do you know how they stopped the warp spasm when he got into it? No. They, they I believe it was they showed him uh, naked boobies. Oh. And he just got, like, real embarrassed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what? He's, he's, a, he's a young teen, and he's very embarrassed by women's boobs. Oh. And he was so flustered that it, he just shook him right out of his berserker monster mode. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it makes about as much sense as anything else involved here. I guess. Now, Grayson. Yeah. You've established that you've not, you're not really jamming on this body horror salad that's going on here. I mean, I, I've got no problem with body horror. This specific body horror is very bad. What would you say is your most and least favorite aspect of it? Uh, I, I kind of, in concept, dig the mouth going all the way back. But the way it's described yeah. is the cheeks folding back kind of... Yeah, so you're saying that's both your most and least favorite? I would still keep that as my most favorite, even if the the you know mechanism is a little weird. The eye thing is very bad. It is very bad. I think my... My my favorite is the backwards legs. <laughs> the backwards legs is strange. <laughs> it's very strange, but I, I like it. I don't understand how his legs bend in that form. Because it's just the feet and calves. So I, mean, I guess maybe his legs might bend the same way they always do. Just his feet are kind of in the way. Because uh, <laughs> they're facing backwards. Uh, but that's my favorite. I think my least favorite 
It might also be the eye. The eyes aren't great. It's, it's the the sunken eye is not bad. The one that's popped out is quite bad. It's the combination of them both. I don't like things happening to eyes. Yeah, so. no, a lot of people don't. I think it's either that or the hair, just because I find it, I find it not very impressive or strange. He becomes. I mean, it's strange, but it's not very like intimidating. He's like, whoa! Look, it's me, Kuhlane the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's just like he put too much gel in his hair. I can't believe Kuhlane's warp spasm gives him frosted tips. Yeah, well, Although, frosted tips is just bleached hair. Those are not you don't need to have gel in your hair to have frosted tips. I mean, like, yeah, but in the spirit, you of it, w- you will, but you will if you have frosted tips, you will. But you, it's not what it makes a frosted tip. You said like the ends, the top of his hair was gold colored. He might just actually have frosted tips. <laughs> no, he definitely does, according to the ton. But no, no one else. Most most sort of classical illustrations of him. Um, have him like blonde. Yeah, you know. I would have guessed blonde or red-haired. Now I now I hope he's just Guy Fieri, but with extra fingers and toes. He he would probably like Guy Fieri's the cut of his jib. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Now I have a confession to make. Hmm. I never would have known about Koo if it wasn't for fate. Yeah. 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 I knew this. You know, Grayson. In case people have forgotten from when we mentioned it in the Centaur episode, what's the premise of fate? Uh, the premise of fate is that uh, they summon a bunch of historical figures, except they, they become anime characters, and then they have to fight each other, and there's supposed to be rules, but there aren't. There are no rules, just right. Arby's. Arby's? Outback Steakhouse. That's what I meant. Do you want to do another take of that? No. We're doing it live. But yeah, I mean, you said historical people, but it's also like people from myth, hmm. and sometimes entirely fictional people, which... One of the rules is you can't be entirely fictional. There has to be some premise of truth. And then Sherlock Holmes is there. What are no rules? Just right. And then you can summon the main character from the future. <laughs> well, that's not even... Because in, in the universe, he's real, so that he doesn't have an issue with that rule. Yeah, but you're supposed to summon people from the past. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's a di- yes, but that's a different rule than the one I'm, I'm talking about that they break. Yeah, well. <laughs> there are no rules. No rules, just right. Outback Fate House. So Kukulin is one of the big popular characters in the series because he was in the original visual novel. Mm. And unfortunately, he's just a guy with blue hair and blue spandex. And he dies. Listen. Are are you saying that's not one of his most notable traits? (laughs) Dying. It's not anymore. Thanks to fake order. Now the meme is that he's unkillable. I mean, both are the meme. Yeah. So the blue bodysuit is meant to represent the myth of Irish warriors going into battle naked and painted blue. As a little historical context, this image is sourced to Roman descriptions of the Britain warriors, which is entirely the wrong place and time for Kukulain, but never mind. <laughs> Not to mention that it's possibly entirely made up mm. to make them seem more barbarian-like and the sort of like, maybe like, oh, we're getting rid of these crazy blue barbarians. So unfortunately, they have yet to do anything with the warp phasm because they're cowards. Despite him having a berserker version. Uh, it's, it's called Kukulain Altar. He's a big monster and also my friend. <laughs> But so regular Kukulain qualifies for Berserker class because of Warp Spasm. So a proper regular Kukulain Berserker class would be based on the Warp Spasm. Kukulain Altar is not based on Warp Spasm. No. So we'll call back to Gaia Bulga. For some reason, and now that's literally, that's as much explanation as the game has. His purpose is for some reason, essentially. Yeah, they do that a lot, actually. Yeah, Kualtar manifests with sort of skeletal armor, which is fashioned from the bones of the Kareed, the other sea monster that wasn't made into Gaia Bulga, mm. but was fighting that, that one. So Kualtar has these claws, he's got weird pointy monster feet, and a big skeletal tail. Looks like a, like, it's kind of like a 
weird pointy vertebrae looking thing. He's got a fantastic feather boa. He does have a little bit of a feather. If feathers are fur, it's kind of ambiguous. It's a fluffy boa. So all of his like weird bone armor is colored black and red because the alter characters are the edgy goths of the franchise. He's just littered with chitinous spikes and he has pointy teeth. Always a plus. Yeah, and sometimes he sort of subsumes uh, the Gaia into this mess, and he gets even bigger claws in this weird sort of featureless helmet with a big horn on it. The helmet's a little weird. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's why Noble Phantom is called uh, Kareed Coinhen, because it's basically the fusion of these two sea monster essences into big crazy armor, and then he just beats him up. Fair enough. So, and also, for extra body horror points... His profile indicates that when he th- he throws uh, the Gaia with such force that it destroys his arm, and he just keeps using magic to regenerate it as like as he's using it, and this doing this causes him tremendous pain, th- but he does it anyway. Regular Kuklain, his like noble phantasm, his like super is the Gaia which has the, in fate has a special ability to reverse cause and effect. So it's like he aims for your heart, and so it'll bend at impossible angles to pierce that, even if you dodge. Mm-hmm. But the proper way to use it is to throw it. It basically becomes a tactical nuke because of how much energy it has. Mm. And he can do that and not destroy his arm. But because Ku Alter is all fucked up, it, it does that to him. So he, he's easily my favorite design in the franchise. He's not my favorite character, but he's my favorite design. Yeah. Um, but still, I have some ideas for improvement. So here are my thoughts on how to improve Ku Klain Alter. <laughs> okay. I think he should get quadrupedal sometimes. Uh, seconded. Like, maybe his MP should do that. Just just go fully feral. Uh, I agree. And if they're going to limit his monstrousness by giving him a spear, I want to see it destroy his arm. Because, mm. like, he has these claws, but he only really uses the big claws in his MP. Mostly he just uses a spear. Mm. So if they're going to prevent him from clawing people and, like, biting people, I want to see, see the damage. You want to see his arm explode whenever he throws his spear. Yeah. It only happens on his EX attack. I think that's reasonable. Fair enough. And he fixes it immediately. This is more of an out there idea, but um, water magic because sea monster bones? Uh, I'm always a fan of adding water attribute to characters. You would be. Blue mana looking fool. Hey, man. Yeah. Don't come crawling to me when you can't draw two cards. <laughs> you do it to hurt people. <laughs> you make them draw two cards and they don't want to. <laughs> He makes them draw two cards, and then they go, ow, I drew two cards and I got a paper cut. Bigger teeth? Always a plus. More teeth. Mm. Ku has seven people's a myth. I don't see why Monster Ku shouldn't just have seven eyes. Mm. I agree. I think that would be a good look. Mm. I think it would be nice and you could have like one eye that's going to ruin the symmetry. Mm. I guess unless you could put it in the middle, but I think it would be better if it was just off to one side, one side at four. Or just arrange them in an arc. There's so many options. You can make it like a spider, but one of them's cut out. I don't want it to be like a spider. I just want a bunch of extra human eyes. Yeah. I like a... I'm a big fan of the sort of monster aesthetic that's just like a real fucked up face. Mm. Where there's too many eyes and mouths and they're like the wrong place. I'm, I've always been a fan of uh, their face is just one big mouth. It doesn't surprise me because it seems like a big sort of like Kirby horror aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. And you're a big fan of the horror potential of the Kirby franchise. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Those are my ideas. And Kino Kanasu, writer of the Fate franchise, owes me a proper warped basm coup, and I want it to have backwards legs and just be horrid. <laughs> okay. Deal. Yeah. 
Do you have any questions, Grayson? Um, no, I think I had all the questions I had answered. Just more general confusion? Yeah, just why? Are you ready for ratings? I am ready for ratings. Monstrousness. So here's here's my problem here. Uh Regular coup? You know what? Actually, he is still pretty monstrous. I'm going to give him a four (laughs) out of six. Okay, that's pretty generous. Now, I assume this is purely for, like, warp spasm and then, like, coup alters general poniness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think four, 4.5, just because I think we stress that for monstrousness, really just sort of indescribable horror is a good thing to go for. Yeah. And even though he's really a guy, with the warp spasm, it's just, like, Ugh. real messed up in a real distinct way. Yeah. He's really going for unique points there and i just think it's i think it's neat i think he's that's why i think i've established in the um, centaur episode when we had a brief aside about the greek heroes that i'm not a fan of hercules mm. he's the god of jocks hercules is the urjock like the ur dragon yeah like well early like the, the original original flavor okay the seminal jock okay and i and i don't care for that and he did kill his wife and children in a horrible passion. Mm. Like a, I don't know, it was more like a berserker rage. And he was cursed to do it, but I'm still not a fan of it. No. Generally, yeah. you shouldn't kill your family Although, members. Although, actually, now that I say that, Ku did kill his son, but it was an accident. An accident that was entirely his fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, here's what happened. So Ku had a, had a, a little fling when he was off in Scotland trading with Skaha. So she's the one who gave him Gaia and then he he's, goes and has a little fling with her sister. So he has a son with her, but then he has to like leave to go back to Ulster. But he makes her promise like the son won't give his name to anyone, and he has to accept all challenges in a fight, and also to come come find him when he gets old enough. So this this child named Conla eventually goes to to Ireland, and he runs into Coo. And because he's sort of this weird trespasser, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fight you. Tell me your name." But because of like the oaths. Um, the, I think they were even Gias, which is like magic oaths you can't break because they're magic. Um, he couldn't tell him his name. And he had to fight him. <laughs> and he had to fight him. And because it was Kuklain, he did not win because he was uh, like a young child. And so <laughs> I, I think at some point they do figure out that it was Kanla. I'm not sure, though, if they do. But it was very unfortunate. Kuklain is kind of a dumbass. He is kind of, I mean, he, he, he lived fast, die young. He did not live long. Part of the reason why he was so sort of just like, yeah, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to go hard all the time is because he knew he was fated to die young. Because that's just what happens to heroes. Yeah. Companionship. Companionship. Mm-hmm. This dude seems like kind of a freak. I don't really want to hang out with Kukulay. You do or don't? Don't. Well, okay, hold on. Would you give a different rating to the fate version than the myth one? I kind of find the fate version boring, so no. He's so cool. He's great. I, now I feel like I undersold. I don't really talk about him. I only talked about sort of the relevant aspects to the show, but you can give him your rating, and then I'll, I'll explain why you're wrong, and then give him a different rating. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to give him a two, because I don't... Yeah. I don't live fast as die young, and so I've got no interest in hanging out with this this crazy clown man. Um, here, here's, here's my counterpoint. Mostly about, now, for the myth one, fair enough. He's just like a crazy warrior dude. But for the fate one, I mean, he does sort of still live by that when there's an actual grail war going on. He just wants to have a good fight. And he, he's frustrated for most of fate tonight because Kiri's physically was like, no, don't fight, don't fight. 
all out. You're not allowed. But then when he has downtime, he's a chill dude. Um, in Hollow Ataraxia, which is the sequel to Fate Tonight, but also kind of strange because basically they're stuck in a time loop of the same sort of four to five days. And the grill war's over. So everyone's just sort of chilling. Okay. And so Ku gets two part-time jobs. <laughs> he works as a waiter and he works... Um, and then in the cooking the cooking anime spinoff, he works at a fish, fish market. Because he likes to fish. The other thing he does is he fishes. He fishes off the dock in his little Hawaiian shirt. It's very bad it's, Hawaiian nice shirt time. leather pants combo. It's very, now you said you thought the Hawaiian shirt was okay. Shirt's not that bad. It's the leather pants Hawaiian shirt combo no. that's very oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's a bad look, but you know what? He's just living his best life out there. Yeah. But he just is a cool dude. And when he come when he comes over when Shiro does the cooking in the cooking anime, he always brings beer and snacks. I do like snacks. He just wants he just wants to have a fun time and get drunk, which I know you don't enjoy, but you like having a fun time and having snacks. I do like snacks. And he's just a, a chill guy who's like, um. He's very much like, he, he did tr- kill Shiro, the main character. He did kill him. But he doesn't seem to see any reason why that precludes him from being friends later on when Shiro proceeds to not be killed. Okay. Uh, just FYI, if, if you murder me, I'm going to be pretty pissed off about it. <laughs> that's pretty much it, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I mean stuff's magic in this. So he's like, yeah, so whatever. Like, he has a rivalry with um amia and they keep running each other and just having a nice fight and they just like this like to have a nice little rival fight and have a good time and they're like hey my sworn enemy i'm gonna try to murder you it's good to see you again yeah in the cooking anime they, they team up play beach volleyball because archer just desperately wants to murder shiro in the face with the volleyball this is all irrelevant and probably yeah. gonna get cut yes yeah and it started with me explaining my my thinking of why you're wrong for companionship do you want to amend your your rating now that i've told you some things no i don't <laughs> okay I would hang out with him I think it'd be fun if things might get a little bit too ready for my taste so I'm still gonna give him like a 5 out of 6 but specifically for fake coup not for myth coup I think myth coup I'd give like a 2 or a 3 cause... So, so basically I'm rating myth coup and you're rating fake coup that right. makes about as much sense as anything else alright handsomeness no you know what actually objectively he is very handsome they said it in the book <laughs> It did say it. Yeah. They called him handsome. So I'm going to have to give him a four out of six. <laughs> I, I agree, but most of my points are specifically for Ku Alter. Yeah, I know. I know what you're about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do like regular Ku. But as far as, like, monster handsomeness. Although he do, his face can get a little little loopy looking when he gets real, real revved up. He has, to, he has some, some teeth. They're kind of like anime sharp teeth where he's, they seem to sort of be conditionally present. Yeah. You know how it goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just sort of those little sharp canines. But UFO table seemed more committed to it than previously, I think. But yeah, I think he's a pretty handsome boy, even though he, he does have a very bad mullet. Very bad anime mullet. He does. The rat tail. It's very bad. Ku's hair is very bad. You're saying it's cool there because he wears a hood. You can't really see them all that well. Proto-Ku has the best haircut out of any of them. The only difference is the front part. The back part's not really that different. There's a difference to it. I would say maybe Proto-Ku's is more of a ponytail yeah. than a rat tail. Still has a better haircut than regular Ku. Final thoughts. Uh, do we, did we give a rating for handsomeness? I did. I gave him a four. He did. Because he was um, described as very handsome, and who am I to disagree? <laughs> I mean, this show's all about opinions, I would argue. Would you give a different rating to the anime version? 
Because there's nothing in, there's no text indicating that you must find him handsome. No. I would probably no? give him a three. No? You'd still give him a four? He's, he's fine. Oh, okay. Anime Ku's fine. He, he's a, a friend. And you know what? Here's here's my piece. I feel like he is held back by the fact that his artist is Takuchi. Because Takuchi is, I don't care for his, his sort of general choices as the president of Type Moon or his art style. Or his just unrelenting horniness that infects even other designs because he gets the last say on all of them. And there's tell of many designs being made more horny because he demanded they be. Did you know that when he was asked if he could pick one thing to cross over with FGO, he would pick Bloodborne? No, I didn't know that. I don't think that FGO's going to get a crossover. Because no, be um, conversely, Masu has uh, commented that he's a big fan of Granblue Fantasy. And he would in theory, like to do a crossover, but is not sure how he would make it work because he's very dedicated to his storyline being cohesive. Yeah. I respect Kinokonasu. I don't respect Takeuchi at all. Yeah. I have no respect for that man, and one day I will fight him with my bare hands. Right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Grayson. It's all right. Have I, have, have I convinced him to love Kuklin the way I do? Uh, not as such, no. No, that's fair. I'm mostly focused on the horrible parts. He's an anime boy, so I'm not going to be that interested in him. It's not my thing. Counterpoint. Technically, Herc is also an anime boy. Technically speaking. He's a boy. He's an anime. Yeah, but I don't, like, love Herc like the way you like Ku. Herc is my son. You don't? And I would protect him from anything. You seem to. You know. I don't know who my fate son is. I mean, it's a stereo, so he's everyone's son. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah no, that's probably, if I had to pick one son, it would probably have to be Asterios, because my brand is Berserkers. Yeah. Anyway, so what are your final thoughts about Kukling? Um, My final thoughts is, I mean, I just generally enjoy Kukling, because it's like, what if sort of the typical mythological hero, but like way out more out there and way rowdier? Before I did my research, I had a general idea of Warped Passum. I knew about the backwards legs. I knew just sort of horrible body contortion but i didn't know a lot of the finer details i'm gonna say i know they're horrific and if you were unsettled by them because we didn't really give any sort of body horror warning (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i'm sorry but this is also a show about monsters and then i do like my big pointy boy especially because and i didn't mention this because it's not really relevant to monstrousness but he is one of the best characters in the game and has been since he came out i would say almost three years ago (laughs) It's very, very good. And he, I think he's a good good monster for being a, a regular guy. Well, I guess he's not a regular guy. He is a demigod. Mm. With 40 deaths. So many deaths. <laughs> well, basically what happened was uh, Kongobar, when he was born, they, like, they knew he was like a demigod. So he didn't have like a, a mortal father. I mean, he did, but not really. Um, and they decided, well, this, this is clearly going to be a real special boy. So we should get him the best in everything. So he had like a dad for swordplay, a dad for like table manners. He had a dad for like who had like each of them was like skilled in a certain thing. Interesting. And they were sort of in charge of that part of his like paternal raising. Well, at least he had a good father figure. Yeah, or a couple. Yes. I think that's it. Yeah, that seems like everything. Grayson. Yes. What are we doing next week? So we've talked about about uh, lizards, and we've talked about yeah mammals. So I wanted to pick something that wasn't a lizard or a mm-hmm. mammal. Uh, so I want to talk about Goma from The Legend of Zorlda. Oh, that's why I've not heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of other things in Zelda. Yeah, Goma is a recurring boss. But uh, I'll talk more about that oh. next time. So that's what we're doing next time. 
I might have said next week. Yeah, it's. I think I said next week. It doesn't matter. They'll figure it out. Next Fortnite. I know you don't like it when I say Fortnite, <laughs> but I'm going to say it. Man. <laughs> um, Grayson. Yes. Where can people find us? Uh, people can find us at obmonstercast on Twitter or at ourbeautifulmonster at gmail.com. And if you have, if you like the show, please give us a review or a rating on your podcatcher of choice and tell your friends to come listen hmm. and share in the monster love with us. That would just be great. That would be awesome. And I would really appreciate yeah. it. Any, any final thoughts, Grayson? Uh, uh, don't accidentally kill your son. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a pro tip for, pro tip for living life as a dem- mythical demigod. Right. We're going to cut off this. <laughs>